We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Weird Distractions Podcast, a weekly show where I, your host Alex, rotate discussing true crime cases, paranormal hotspots, conspiracy theories, folklore, urban legends, a little bit of this and a little bit of that to provide you and more than likely what the marketing team at your local Bic Lighter company would consider a weird distraction from everyday life. This week, we are turning back the clocks and discussing a previously covered Weird Distractions episode. But before we dive into that, I need to let you know what I need a distraction from this week. As always, if you want to hear your need for a distraction read on a future episode, feel free to shoot me an email or a DM. I'd love to hear from you. My need for a distraction this week is that, you know, weather is getting a little bit warmer in Ontario, like a smidge, just like a very smidge warmer. And I am noticing that because the weather is getting warmer, those damn eight-legged, I'm not going to say freaks because I guess that'd be too mean, but spiders are back. I have seen like three spiders in my basement and I'm not here for it. I'm not. And that kind of also segues into something I saw recently on TikTok. Talk, which will probably be my demise, but nonetheless, I was watching a TikTok video where a woman was like, I was about to take a drink out of my cup and I guess I was also going to have some protein. And in her Stanley cup, one of those fancy expensive cups that everyone and their second cousin has, was a brown recluse spider. So my need for distraction this week is that spiders are back. I'm not happy about it. And I need to find a place where the weather is nice enough but not not too nice enough for spiders to, you know, live at. And I know I will probably get some flack because I understand spiders are part of the ecosystem, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, I just, I'm not here for it. I'm not. And I, yeah, that, that's all I'm going to say. Let's get into this week's episode because I'm starting to get the heebie-jeebies, feeling like there's something on my back, even though I'm pretty sure there isn't those kind of vibes. Let's Let's get into this week's episode. It's been a hot minute since I've talked about a conspiracy theory on the show, and I decided that I wanted to revisit a previously discussed one to not only update it a bit, but also kind of re-highlight the weirdness of it all. This week's re-release is all about time travel, as I'm revisiting episode 26 about Project Pegasus. This originally aired back in October of 2020 and featured myself, former host Christy, and our friend Jenna. This was, of course, during the first year of the podcast, and therefore the audio has definitely changed, and the show format has hopefully become a bit neater. Still weird, but neater. Due to potential coarse language and other adult themes discussed today, listener discretion is advised. What comes to mind when you think of time travel? Do you think of the H.G. Wells 1895 novel titled The Time Machine? Or what about the 1999 Austin Powers sequel titled The Spy That Shagged Me? Whatever the 
case may be, I'm sure there is someone tuning in who probably didn't initially think about a group of American kids that were trained to participate in a secret U.S. government program involving time travel. This program was allegedly called Project Pegasus. Not to be confused with the Pegasus Project, which, according to Wikipedia, is an international investigative journalism initiative that revealed government's espionage on journalists, opposition politicians, activists, business people, and others using the private Pegasus spyware developed by the Israel Technology and Cyber Company NSO Group. To make it even more confusing, there is also a similar name project within the Marvel Cinematic Universe called Project Pegasus. So we're not focusing on either of those today. Maybe we'll talk about the Pegasus Project on a later date, but today it's Project Pegasus and time-traveling American kids. This time-traveling program allegedly took place between 1968 and 1972. However, numerous dates beyond 1972 have also been kind of thrown around as well. Allegedly, 140 American school children secretly enrolled in Project Pegasus to serve as America's first generation of what was called chrononauts. One former chrononaut by the name of Andrew D. Basiago is kind of the reason why we know what we allegedly know now, being kind of his perspective and his experience with the program. So today's information about the program, aka this conspiracy theory, comes directly from Andrew's reported accounts. So it's going to more than likely sound as if this episode is more of a Andrew Basiago biography, more than anything else. Let's talk more about Andrew and get to know him a little bit better. Andrew was born on September 18th of 1961, making him a Virgo within the United States. I couldn't figure out exactly where he was born, but nonetheless, he's an American, and that is all we need to know, really. He reportedly grew up both in northern New Jersey and southern California. Andrew, supposedly the youngest of five children, claims that he was selected from a group of psychically gifted children to become a time-traveling liaison or a chrononaut. Andrew was allegedly picked due to him being what he described as an indigo, meaning he could use his mind to levitate small objects and allegedly had the ability to perform telepathy, aka reading the minds of others. In a direct quote from Wikipedia about indigo children, since I have never heard of this term before, quote, indigo children, according to a pseudoscientific new age concept, are children who are believed to possess special, unusual, and sometimes supernatural traits or abilities. The idea is based on concepts developed in the 1970s by Nancy Ann Top, who claimed to have been noticing indigo children beginning in the late 1960s, end quote. Project Pegasus supposedly took place during Andrew's time living in New Jersey, where Andrew claimed that his father had been time-traveling for years through a corporation within the state. Andrew's father apparently worked for the company Parsons Engineering Corp., who, according to him, supposedly helped with the technology for this project. Parsons Corporation is a real company and has been described as an American technology company that focuses on defense, intelligence, security, and infrastructure engineering. The company was founded in 1944 by Ralph M. Parsons and is responsible for projects such as the Tacoma Narrows Bridge, the Mackinac Bridge, among others. As a time-traveling liaison for the government or a chrononaut, which allegedly was funded by taxpayers for 
for those that are wondering. Andrew was allegedly tasked to time travel to meet historical known figures, as well as explore extraterrestrial opportunities. Further from what I gathered online, the objective of Project Pegasus and the traveling liaisons were basically to perform remote sensing in time so that reliable information about past and future events could be provided to the current U.S. president, the country's identified intelligence community, and the military. So basically, if you think about it, it's kind of just like sharing notes in class, but throughout time and with probably very very juicy hot goss. Further, it's also been alleged that this program was used to transport the president and vice pres and their families so that they could travel safely. So if there was a hurricane or, you know, a threat of war, supposedly this time traveling mechanism that was used in Project Pegasus was basically used as kind of like a safer way to travel the country's most important people. Speaking of American presidents, Andrew has reportedly claimed that he and former United States President Barack Obama were a part of this project back in the 1970s. There have also been documented claims that former head of Defense of Advanced Research Projects Agency, also known as the DARPA, Regina Dugan, was a part of this project as well. And during a 2013 lecture, Andrew also claimed that former Governor Bill Richardson served on the project in the summer of 1970. According to Andrew, Bill would regularly teleport to Santa Fe, New Mexico, where he would eventually become the state governor. Supposedly, Andrew, Obama, and Regina, among others, were specifically part of a, quote, Mars training class at the College of Siskiyou. Siskiyou College is a community college in Weed, California. This group was allegedly chosen to travel to Mars via this top-secret teleportation mechanism known as the Jump Room. According to Andrew, their mission was to, in a direct quote, assimilate Martian humanoids and animals to their presence. If this is all kind of a whirlwind for you, just wait, it gets even more weird. Andrew has also made claims that a man by the name of Dr. Sterling Colgate was involved with Project Pegasus. Dr. Sterling Colgate allegedly was the chief project scientist of Project Pegasus, allegedly, who Andrew claims that he, Dr. Sterling Colgate, developed the plasma confinement chamber by which he sent Andrew to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, back in 1863. Andrew has also made claims that Dr. Sterling Colgate has been kind of avoiding him since the project took place. And, you know, based on Andrew's perspective, he feels as if since he's come forward about Project Pegasus, Dr. Sterling Colgate has kind of just avoided Andrew completely. So who is Dr. Sterling Colgate, you might be wondering. Based on what I gathered online, Dr. Colgate was an American physicist at Los Alamos National Laboratory and a professor of physics, among other positions within the world of science. He was pretty well known within that field. And for those who are like, wait a minute, Colgate. Are you talking about absolutely yes I am? He was a member and a descendant of the Colgate toothpaste family. Claims have been made that the Colgate Palmolive family were also secretly funding the project at some point in time. Pearly white teeth aside, I'm going to further chat about Andrew's alleged time with Project Pegasus because those are some very interesting and weird claims that we need to break down. In the project's early days, Andrew alleged that the scientists behind Project Pegasus created what was called chronovision, a system which he said generates a hologram of a past or future event by driving an electromagnetic signal through an octonagal array of bismuth crystals. This portal itself, Andrew has described as two 
parentheses shaped brooms that were about eight feet tall and spaced about 10 feet apart. He describes that there was this computer configuration from which the portal was being controlled as rudimentary and plugged into the wall with a power cord. So I imagine it's similar to like when you go get a fake spray tan and they have that little tent thing going on and you just plug into the wall and hope for the best. Hope you don't turn orange basically except with this you know you allegedly time travel and go to Gettysburg and meet really important political people. You know, basically the same thing. When starting the machine, it apparently created, in a direct quote, a vortal tunnel, which stemmed from radiant energy that was capable of bending, supposedly, the fabric of reality. This energy was discovered by Nikola Tesla, ever heard of him, whose investigations were fully discovered in his own New York apartment back in 1943. This technology from Tesla was copied into what Andrew refers to as a plasma confinement chamber, which a person would jump into before being transported to a different moment or place in time. This is all giving me very Marvel movie vibes to me, which tracks because, again, there is a similar project within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Another method of this production revolves around the wormhole theory, which was founded by Albert Einstein and Nathan Rosen. Wormholes are an accepted part of theoretical physics capable of bending space-time to allow travel over huge distances in an instant or travel through time itself, according to an Express article by Laura DeVille. Before we move forward, I just want to emphasize, I never took physics. I know nothing about any of this. I am literally just kind of rearing what I read online and emphasizing the weirdness to me. Maybe this is all normal to some folks listening, but to me, I'm reading into this and I'm scratching my head like, I'm sorry, what? Pardon? I, I, don't, I don't understand. Someone please explain to me. But let's get into the alleged trips because Andrew alleged that one of his first journeys with Project Pegasus took him to the state capital of New Mexico, though he remained in the same time period. So he didn't time travel. He just basically traveled state to state, but very quickly and without having to board any, you know, overcrowded or smelly airplanes. Andrew alleged that he was also able to corroborate the Capitol building in New Mexico as a common place where they would be teleported to. So after this trip, he was like, oh, yeah, I've been to the New Mexico State Building. That's where we always got dropped off at for our casual time traveling events, as one does. Andrew further shared that there was once a woman who claimed to see him and his team materialized there. However, there is no report of this woman, i.e. we don't have any details about her or who she was, if she has ever come forward. All the good stuff, basically. Beyond going just to New Mexico, Andrew claims that he even went back in time to witness major events take place, such as Abraham Lincoln's Gettysburg Address. He also claimed that he was in Washington's tent during the Revolutionary War and that he even went back to the time when Jesus was kicking around on Earth. Andrew apparently shared that when he was sent back to the time where Jesus was roaming around, basically his mission was to see if Jesus was, quote, a real thing because the government wanted to fact check the legitimacy around the Bible. Still not sure what Andrew's results were because he didn't really necessarily share them from what I could find online. So TBD, I guess. Andrew has also made claims that he went back in time and witnessed when Lincoln was assassinated, which that's going to be hard because he went to see Lincoln's Gettysburg address. And then he, I'm assuming it was after that, that he time traveled back and was, you know, there when the president got assassinated. That's got to that's be hard. That can't be fun by any shape or form. Could you imagine being a kid 
and experiencing all this. Like talk about way too heavy kind of stuff. Really, really deep trauma right off the hop. Just right off the hop. While most kids are playing soccer or baseball in the summer, you're time traveling and allegedly witnessing one of the presidents get shot. That's that can't be that can't be good. Andrew recorded that he didn't just go back in time, but that he actually went forward in time as well. Supposedly, he went to the year 2045 to a building that he claims was made of emerald and tugstein steel. He knew that while he was there, he was given a miniature canister of microfilm to be brought back to the 1970s, which contained a wealth of knowledge of every historical event up until then, which I would be dying to know what actual things they wrote down. Like, did they write down COVID-19? I would assume so. Did they write down Chris Rock slapping Will Smith's? Did they? I want to know. I do want to circle back to Andrew's alleged 1863 trip to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, where Andrew claims that he was actually photographed at Gettysburg. Andrew has claimed, according to an Express article, that when he was only seven years old, he had arrived just outside of Gettysburg barefoot and badly dressed due to the portal. This was one of his trips that he was sent on in the early years of the Project Pegasus. So Andrew shows up. He's not wearing any shoes. He was taken in by a shoekeeper who supposedly saw this child without shoes and given a bugler uniform and oversized shoes, which was the only shoes they had in the shop, according to Andrew. Now in new attire, Andrew claimed that he was photographed in a black and white picture standing in the middle of a crowd moments before Lincoln made his famous Gettysburg address. Sometime in 2008, Andrew started submitting academic papers to the National Geographic Society about aliens, buildings, forests, and animals that he was seeing in blurry Mars rover photographs. From what I gathered online, these writings were never published. He then attempted to run for president of the United States in 2016 and in 2020, and some reports claim that he may run again in 2024. If he's not successful then, he may run again in 2028 based off of a Toronto Sun article that I read. Andrew has supposedly stated during his previous presidential campaigns that he will be further exposing the government's secret technologies and allow for time traveling to be accessible to everyone. Amongst all of this, Andrew has become kind of the leading face of his self-described truth campaign regarding his experiences working on this super secret government project, which according to his bio on the now seemingly defunct website in a former direct quote, Andrew D. Basiago is the team leader of Project Pegasus and the founder and president of Mars, is an American lawyer, writer, chrononaut, and 21st century visionary. Andy served in Project Pegasus at the dawn of the time-space age and was one of humanity's early Mars explorers, end quote. Many other resources that I came across have described Andrew as simply a Seattle lawyer turned conspiracy theorist, which without any confirmation from any formal government person or being, Andrew's alleged experiences have remained as such and have fallen into the realms of other government-related conspiracy theories. With this being said, I think it's time to wrap up this week's distraction. I find it fun to go back in time to previously covered Weird Distractions episodes to revisit some of the cases, locations, and theories discussed. 
With Project Pegasus, I think it's been interesting to kind of go back to this really abstract seeming conspiracy theory and revisit it during a time where we are seeing some weird, bizarre news in the media. For example, did you hear the headline where U.S. fighter jets shot down four high-altitude objects in February of 2023 alone? Unnerving news like this usually leads to a flood of conspiracy theories that kind of come to the gates claiming that they're alien-related or something else weird is happening. And, you know, it becomes scary and unknown. And I think that's kind of what has happened with the Project Pegasus theory. It's been stated. It's been shared. There have been some people that believed it. There have been some people that are like, I'm sorry, what? Come again? Children time traveling back to Gettysburg? When? How? Why are you using my tax dollars for this and not repaving roads, especially in Buffalo, New York? Like, I'm sorry, why are your roads so bad, Buffalo, New York? Nonetheless, when we hear about these weird government-related doings that we don't really get a lot of information from, we get scared. We get unnerved. And whether Andrew, among others, were a part of this time-traveling program back in the day, as mentioned, is it's not clear. If it is true, then the U.S. government may have more power and knowledge with time travel than it has ever disclosed before. But if it's not true, which many have poked holes in Andrew's theory, then maybe this is just a case of somebody really believing that they time-traveled and maybe thought that their childhood imaginations really were reality. As mentioned, many have poked holes in Andrew's theory, claiming that it sounds really close to Project Pegasus that is involved in the Captain Marvel comics. But I want to hear from you. Let me know your thoughts over on the podcast, social media accounts, or shoot me an email. Have you heard about Project Pegasus before? Where did you hear about it? Have you heard about Andrew? I just let me know what you think. I'm interested in this. I'm not going to lie. There's a part of me that had a hard time really conceptualizing some of what he was trying to explain. Like I said before, I never took physics and I'm not a scientist by any shape or form. I'm a millennial with a microphone. So if anyone wants to talk about it further with me and kind of explain their point of view regarding this, I would love to hear it. If you've enjoyed today's Weird Distractions episode, please consider telling your friends, family, coworkers, or anyone else who will listen about the show. You can tell them to find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, Google Podcasts, Podchaser, and many more. If you're streaming Weird Distractions or any podcast on a podcast platform that allows you to leave a rating or review, please consider leaving a rating or review because that is the best way and the cheapest way, because it's free, to support your favorite podcasts. Another way to support the show for free and to never miss an episode is to follow along on the show's various social media accounts. You can find Weird Distractions over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. My handle is at WeirdDistractI1 and on TikTok. Do you want to financially support the show and get yourself a little something extra each month? Why not join one of two tiers over on the Weird Distractions Patreon? Each month you get exclusive content, such as bonus episodes and bonus series, such as the Even Weirder series, the Weird Destinations travel posts, plus early and ad-free access to regular feed episodes. You can find out which tier is best suited for you by going to www.patreon.com slash weirddistractionspodcast. Shout out to my current patrons, aka my weird little family members, Tom, Bailey, Angela, John, Alicia, Lynn, Susan, Jennifer, Shadow, Courtney, and Cheryl. I love you and appreciate your support so much. Without you, Weird Distractions may not be what it is today. Lastly, I want to hear from you. I would love to collect your stories of paranormal encounters, 
too close to home true crime cases, maybe even some weird MLM experiences, or maybe just in general weird things that you've encountered so that I can continue to release the Listener Distractions series. And you might be tuning in for the first time and you might not know what I'm talking about. This is a series that Christy and I originally started where we would read your personal experiences on air. If you have a story you want to share, please email me at weirddistractionspodcast at outlook.com. As well, send me feedback. If there are any corrections needed to be made after today's episode, please let me know. And as always, if you need a distraction, I got you. Bye.